0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Builders of Web3 show. I have a very exciting guest with me today. If you're part of the VFriends universe, if you're especially you're on Twitter, you know Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy knows because Jeremy knows everything about VFriends. <laughs> so Jeremy is the first VFriends fan account. He has the famous hard Trooper profile picture. I'm sure you guys have seen. Also the founder of VDAO and uh, so much more so i'm looking to learn today about jeremy his journey and uh see where what where, where it takes us so welcome jeremy
1: wow that was a great intro yeah Th- thank I mean, you thanks for you've having earned me. it you've earned it in the be friends universe um yeah and i, I don't know everything about Befriends, friends but i do try to know everything there is to know Yes, anything that nobody knows other than, I don't think Gary
0: knows everything about v friends because he comes up with new it's things true. every single day.
1: Yeah, well, he can't know the future. He can only know the moment.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what we're here for, right? So very passionate about the project. Um, I know you are as well so but this podcast it's the the man behind the heart trooper Uh, I want to learn about you Um, I want to learn about how you got into this so we'll start with if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about your background and how how we got here
1: yeah um, we got here by following our nose and um, and sort of having to adapt to the world as it changes so my background is as a theater performer and technician. Um, Very brief summary. Uh, When I graduated high school, I was interested in going into neurobiology, wrote a uh, college admittance letter in that vein, Uh, was rejected, went to community college, Um, had just started acting, had maybe done like five or six theater shows for a couple of years. I was really liking it. So I took my general ad courses along with an acting class. And then like that balance started to like, like one acting class versus like all the rest. And then they started to even out. I was, I was like, oh, I have more time for this extra design class or this uh, one more show. And it was just going to be a fun thing that I did until I, was old and could buy a theater or like open up my own company or something because I really enjoyed it, but I had no practical concept of what like building a career as an artist would look like. Um, and I didn't really explore it. Uh, but then after my first year of community college, my counselor, you know, the person who like mm-hmm. tells you what, what class you need to take to get where yeah, she told me that, because all the science classes were impacted I would have to do four years at that community college to transfer into the major I wanted in science uh versus a a full two years one more year to transfer with an art degree okay and I was like okay that sucks (laughs) I guess I'm doing art (laughs) and I had been doing more and more art and enjoying it and and enjoying science less and less um probably more because of setting than con- uh, than content really and so uh, yeah i made the switch uh switch so my major that day and i focused on completing my general eds and doing some uh doing some like more design courses getting more well rounded i went to fullerton college in southern california where i grew up um Full- fullerton is like 20 minutes from orange city of orange where i where i actually grew up for most of my life And, um, and they had a policy there where you needed to, if you were on stage, understand the mechanics of backstage. So like, you need to understand like how to pull a fly and how to build a set and how to change costumes and how costumes were made and how lighting works and all the rest. That was probably the very best education that I ever got. And probably a large reason why I. I kind of ponder it from all angles as it were. Um, so flash forward, <clears throat> I change my major. I apply to UC Irvine, I get in and I do a study abroad before I arrive. And that was sort of the pivotal moment where I switched from being a typical actor to being interested in collaborative and physical art. Because I went to Italy, I studied Commedia dell'arte, which is a Renaissance performance form um, We can get into that. It deals with archetypes and improv comedy. It's a a foundation of a lot of our improv comedy today. So it totally blew my mind. I had never been asked to really perform so much with my body as with words and do improv like that. And I was just hooked. So when I got to use Irvine, I was very focused. It wasn't like, oh, I just want to be an actor. I want to go to Broadway. I want to speak words well. It was like, I want to work with people and make physically compelling stories, and I want them to be funny or strong or like, I want to be powerful. Um, And nobody was really doing that at at UC Irvine. There were like two professors who were like interested in it, but they weren't teaching Mm -hmm. classes. So me and my friends, we started our own company. And, and um, it was called Clownma Del Arte and kind of a weird name. Uh, it's sort of derived from like dogma and stigma and karma. <laughs> we we're trying to make clownma. Uh, there was at one point where we like actually tried to define it and make it very like thoughtful, and it was. But uh, we were also just kids trying to like have yeah. fun and make make art. So I know this is a short version. So um, with with clownma, we made like a dozen shows. Like produced my first show in LA. Uh, went to the LA Fringe Festival, um, did a lot of uh, gallery openings and events, some private stuff, and that kind of cemented my perception, my brand perception as a clown, <laughs> and and that was fine with me. I really, like, I, that's what I was doing, and it was after that... Um, Couple years later, like Klima fell apart and I started teaching. So basically, from 2013, 2012, actually, until 2018, I was working in theater. Um, I, I, I got involved with another company in LA called the Rogue Artists Ensemble, mm-hmm. went all into that company. They're doing incredible work with puppetry while teaching to pay the bills. So I taught clowning for kids in summer camps. I taught science mathematics, um, but integrated with art. I taught music. I taught, um, K through 12, uh, one-off classes. So got a lot of experience in person performing and teaching young, young people. And, um, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then I couldn't really do any of that anymore. And, um, yeah there's there's some twists and turns throughout that. but just before the pandemic, I was I was here in New York City on a job and I met my now fiance who we actually went to college together. We met in 2011. We were friends.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she was in graduate school. I was an undergraduate and we just happened to reconnect this night for you know, a friendly dinner and then we ended up falling in love with within two weeks. I had booked a one-way flight back to New York City. And I intended to return to California in like December ish. It was this was early November. And, um, and then I never left. And that yeah. was December. That was, that was November 2019. So COVID started uh, three months later. COVID started. And then we just nested. And I mean, I already knew, I knew when I came actually in November that I was like red, ready and available for a life with her forever. Yeah, which which is a pretty profound feeling because I had never really felt that before, um, but the pandemic only gave us more that that opportunity to like not get distracted from that possibility and 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 lean into it and yeah now we're getting married this October.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's an awesome story. Yeah, hey, love can do crazy things to you. <laughs> Absolutely, but. Well, welcome to the East Side.
1: Um, I know that was I, I know that was maybe a little more than you uh, you asked for, but that's no,
0: no. This is what I, I want to learn. Yeah, because right, everybody has a different path to how you get to where you are, and I know we're we're gonna talk about V friends and stuff. But what's very interesting to me already is if you had gone down the science path right and you didn't get all involved with art or maybe that maybe you would have never discovered nfts and you would have never we would never been speaking today you know so it's just like interesting how life could have been a totally different path who knows you know where you could have ended up but um that is awesome so i can now i can more level like okay i see like you worked with kids and you've uh uh, you like the the artistic, very artistic side, so I can see kind of the drawing towards like uh, the NFT world and uh, all of that. Um, but mm. me personally, I am also I've been married for a couple years now, so it's great. Uh, we have a little seven month old today, boy. Wow! Um, awesome. Yeah. So it's been very interesting yeah every time i have to buy something like a book game or something or i and i can't decide i just put him on the screen even though he doesn't know what i'm talking about i, I say which whichever one you choose i'm buying this one <laughs> <laughs> when you're 18 i'll sign it over
1: <laughs> oh my god uh, now yeah. that's a real strategy that's a real strategy dollar cost averaging into book games for the next generation don't to- even don't even consider it in your wallet just this is not financial advice. I'm just, it's <laughs> it's, it's going to get interesting list. soon. You know, it's going to be like, like we're, I don't know, we're, at, we're down to like 0. 0.13 last time I checked. No. Like, yeah. like, it doesn't take a lot of new money to, yeah. Anyway.
0: Hey, I mean, the stock market is not doing too great. So,
1: if... yeah, it's been a really <laughs> weird week, right? It's been a very, is there, is the, do you know, is there like a, is there a macro event that people are attributing it to? Or do, are, is, is the conversation that like, the markets overall are inflated. I think it's, the, is I it think the, it's, it's more the of like, the, well,
0: there's the supply chain issues that are happening. There is the war that's happening always when the war is going down. Also, the one thing they are awaiting is the interest rate hike. Depends how, how much it's going to go up or down. Mm. So it, uh, above us, if it raises above a certain point interest rate, they think a lot of the institutional investors are going to put their money into bonds. So if they put their mm. money into bonds, stock is going to go down even more. Uh, and once people start being afraid, it's just a never-ending cycle. People don't want to lose.
1: Right, right. The 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 liquidation start to happen.
0: Right, but now that's why now it's a time to buy. But I mean, you see it with B friends with uh, like I'm I'm tr- I'm going with the Alpha Alligator raffle is today.
1: Nice. I, I had my
0: I had my emerald frames ready because I didn't want price to go down. And the raffle is today. It hasn't even finished yet. The price of Emerald is going down from like 0.55 to 0.5, then 0.45. I'm like, why are people selling Emerald frames literally on the day? Like you should at least test your luck or something. So there's definitely a little bit weird of dynamics of what's happening. You know,
1: obviously there's going to be so many people with different strategies and like approaches, but I don't think it's people not wanting to test their luck. I think... I think a lot of us made what is now what we can now call a mistake of positioning our frames ahead of the friends list snapshot, right mm-hmm. when the news came out. So we 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 paid we paid the double inflation. We paid yeah. for the utility of the burn and for the utility of the friends list. Yeah. So we saw everything come down after that, and that was fine. And if you did it right when the announcement happened, you paid like not quite so much as the peak, right? But I don't think it's that people are are not like afraid to test their luck. I think it's that a lot of people got more than they needed to speculate mm. on the rush,
0: because oh, we saw a
1: pre snapshot pump. Yeah. But these snapshots are these snapshots are are not yielding the pump, but still giving us the fall.
0: I get what you mean. Yeah, and that that I was one. So I I had most of my frames before that. But then I ended. I needed some few, so I ended up buying. I'm like, okay, this is going
1: up, and I kept buying. I was like, I want, I want more book games anyway. Like, I traded, I traded like half of my portfolio into Patient Lava, which like, (laughs) like I had one, I I had sold one, I was holding one, and I was like, I I I had no interest in playing the like Patient Lava Burns first game because I didn't understand it. We didn't know what it meant, and then. Once the Minakawa was revealed, I was like, oh, this is a character I actually really like. Yeah. Like, this is very cool. And I like the mindfulness too. Like, I'm interested in that. I'm, gl- I'm glad I did. Like, I got three sets, I won one. So I'm getting one Minakawa. Minikawa, they're totally set with that. But I also, we all thought like, get them before, get them while they're hot and they'll be hotter later, yes. not realizing we were making it hot and it was going to be rough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had yeah. uh, so it's definitely going to be
0: interesting. But I think the good thing is that we—I love that we're recording this and this. Is why want to have the conversation so we can look back 20 years from now and talk about like remember wow. when uh, book games were 0.13? I don't know what's going to happen. Might be lower. Might be higher by then. Hopefully, let's, it's higher by then.
1: But. <laughs> let's check. Let's check. Yeah, it's 0. 0.13 today. Clear frames are on the floor uh no hollows the I've been floor... buying hollows
0: for like 0.18 and stuff and I'm like just buying them up I don't care what frame it is as long as it's a hollow right now or like the lower yeah. ones I've
1: been buying it for like four price so hollows uh, are 0.15 yeah <laughs> um but it, yeah and then but there's there's a, a bunch under point 2 it's really fascinating and even like the empathy hollow which is one of the like yeah lowest quantity was trading like one and a half ETH or more is 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8. Yeah. Super interesting. A lot of good opportunities to, to
0: buy right now.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, oh gosh, what what am I gonna see if I go to the special? The hologram specials are at four ETH and specials in generals are yep, under three.
0: I bought my paper hands pony when it was six and a half. Right now there's ponies for like three and stuff.
1: I was like, oh. uh, it always,
0: it always burns when that happens. I know, but always. Hey, I'm just want to buy more right now. I've had the resources. That's what I would do, but not financial advice, of course. <laughs> so yeah. Uh,
1: it's a, it's a long game in this one.
0: Yeah. For sure. So let's go back a little bit. And now I think uh, I know we're like, I'm, get I get very excited when I talk about VFriends. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So you are doing your thing. You have your, you find your fiance. The pandemic starts. Um, how did you the, get into the the V friends? Uh, how did you end up starting the the first V friends fan account? And like, did you is that when you discovered it? Have you known Gary's content for a while?
1: Yeah. So I I was into crypto from the end of 2020. Um, I have a story like many people where I had that one friend who called me in uh late 2017. He was like, you gotta buy Bitcoin. And uh, and I did, uh, but I had very little money. So like I got on the phone with him, I opened up a Coinbase, I spent 250 bucks, I bought Bitcoin at like six thousand dollars. And then I saw it go up and I saw it go down, and I was like, ooh, uh oh. <laughs> 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 and I, like like 250 bucks at that time was a lot of money for me right but i wasn't about to sell it at a loss i did later cuz i had bought some ethereum as well and i bought a full litecoin i was like this is one i can afford yes. i bought a full litecoin and i traded it into ethereum at some point like just before it pumped you know that was like a learning lesson but that was at a time where I just started the dollar cost average. Like that same friend was talking to me all through 2020, all through DeFi summer and being like, I'm invested in uh, what is um, synthetics, SNX. He's like, I'm doing great on this coin. Like, like, the, like I, and, and he's the kind of guy that like actually gets into the tech. He's not just speculating on coins. Like he actually knows what he's investing in. And, uh, and I would listen to him, he's like, yeah, I'm earning this interest, I made these gains, I haven't sold because like this, that, this. I'm like, wow. I got the notification, you know, in March when Bitcoin was at $5,000 and I was like, oh wow. That's like, that's like a really good deal, isn't it? Yeah. But I had no money. So anyway, end of the year, I was like, I finally got, I gotta get in on this. Bitcoin had just surpassed the all time high and it was still going. So, I, I started doing $10 a day into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And I think Bitcoin was at like 27,000 at the right. time. But that was as it was running up to its first 40K hit. And I did that for about two and a half, <clears throat> two and a half months until my savings ran dry. And, and, I, and, I, and I got into it, right? Like, I told a couple of friends, uh, specifically my friend Tyler, I was like, hey, man, he, he's, a, he's a really good dude. Uh, artist type uh works as a manager at gamestop he's got a very stable job he's yeah. got um he's got a wife and two stepkids like he's very much like their father like he he like really found found a spot for himself during the pandemic but it also feels and i hope he doesn't mind me sharing this but I, I i don't think he does like he was feeling a lot of fear and doubt and like in conflict with, with the, the theater industry being shut down. And like, you know, that like literally grieving the loss of our industry. So I had turned him on to crypto as a, as a means of like, this will help invest this way. Do a little bit, like 5% of your paycheck, just throw it in there, please. He did. And he started to see the gains. It's it's always easier to keep people around when they see the gains. Yes. (laughs) And and uh, and I also turned him on to Gary V like a year prior around Tea with Gary V time. So I I had been watching Gary V since 2015 and had completely forgotten about everything he was doing. Like love the guy. Know he's doing cool stuff. Yeah. Um, really a fan of his like pull from both ends philosophies. Um, but like I didn't have time to watch his videos every day.
0: Too many videos. <laughs>
1: Yeah, too many videos. Um, and that, but Tyler was actually relying on them for some perspective and some like, you know, support. Yeah. So when he started to talk about NFTs he, and he put together that NFTs were crypto, he was like, hey, are you watching this? Do you know what this is? And that was maybe a week, 10 days before the drop. Okay. And, and so then we started to watch it and And at that time, Gary was saying, have 0.5 to one ETH in your wallet. And I was like, awesome. I have that. I had just shy of one and a half ETH and Tyler had, uh, about half an ETH. So I lent him the other half and we were like both ready with our one. we were following it or whatever. Um, I, I think I got in the discord on like the second or third day it was open. Okay. Um, at the end of April. I didn't really spend any time there, but I was like starting to pay attention and he and I and a third friend who were all sort of following this together, uh, Alex, we were all ready to buy this thing, regardless of what it was, because, because of the way he positioned it, he's like, this is a new technology. You're going to be better served by knowing this. This is basically the only way to invest in me personally, which was like highly appealing. And Think of this as a long-term 45-year investment. And for like a 29-year-old artist with like $2,000 in stocks, like I'd love a nice 40-year investment. Yes. Um, so as you know, the date was set for May the 5th and the night before it got postponed for some kind of technical issues. So, and the same day, Gary changed the message from at least 0.5 to have three ETH in your wallet, and I was like, "That's a really big difference, Gary." Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> like ETH is ETH is moving right now. That's you were talking about eight thousand dollars. It takes me a couple months to make that, so I didn't know what he was talking about, and he didn't he didn't uh, communicate, or maybe I missed it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. that it was going to be a Dutch auction. That it was like yeah. three ETH if you want to like secure the bag and 0.5 if you're willing to wait. So all of that to say, that, that gave me a perspective of, I don't have this locked in. This isn't a sure thing. And so I was ready the morning of May 5th with all of our mutual ETH because we were like, one is better than zero. Yeah. So together we had like 4.3 or something. And I was the one trusted with doing it because I was the most into it. I already had a MetaMask like months prior, like I was in and ready. And then, yeah. And I was there on May 5th, like just in case, yeah. just in case they figured it out. Like I didn't want to miss it. And so I was there when they released the website and Gary's doing this press on on the news. And then he goes over to the Bankless podcast and I'm looking at the website And it reminded me of Commedia dell'arte. It reminded me of archetype stock characters that the stories can iterate. It reminded me of like, like cartoons and children's education. Like the art really never bothered me. Like I wasn't concerned about simple art. Mm -hmm. I I find it, I find it highly creative nonetheless, but you know, besides it's like not refined, I still find it very creative. And I and I I honestly laugh when people like demean the qual the art quality of V friends without ever trying. Like yeah. there are a lot of like true like technical artists who can who can say oh that's very easy because they have years of experience. But like take a marker to a piece of paper like these animals are actually like pretty well proportioned like. There's, there's style in the artwork. There's, there's, there's hints and like personality in it. Like, I think people underestimate how difficult a simple thing can be, but that's beside the point. So I was watching the website. I wasn't sure I could afford it. I had the ETH to get one for us all mutually. And we saw VCon we're like, ah, one thing gets you three tickets, yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, well, for we'll, each we'll person get, get ex- exactly we like we we're on the phone we're like we'll get one and each of us can go one year and we'll just we'll just figure it out as we go like yeah. we don't have to make that decision now and uh and then i also saw the sorcerer scholarship and that was the impetus for for everything that's happened over the last year yeah so i'll as you, you know but for your for your audience like the sorcerer scholarship is a uh, a set of five one-of-one one tokens in friends 1. And the holder of them is selected by application only. They receive uh, five hours, no, uh, not quite five hours, five 45-minute sessions. So like four hours with Gary V in direct mentorship with him and the other sorcerers. 30 hours with his executive staff, like his... COO is CMO at, at different companies. You know, I'm sure he's bringing in a mix of people to, to give them more mentorship and, and like directed education. And the and, and a, a nominal internship at a Vayner company of your choosing. So you can decide to to intern at Vayner Media or Vayner X or Vayner Sports or Vayner NFT or or what have you. And in the video where he explains it, he actually says, like, if you hold this token, we will be lifelong friends. And it was just like the, the most ridiculous value offer. I remember being yeah. in the Discord and I said to him, uh, you know, I said to, I said to him, quote unquote, like I posted to the yeah, Discord. Yeah. I was like, this is this is Gary V's first physical school. And he replied. He said, I know. Which was very rare at that time. Yeah, I mean, he tries, but like it was—I think it was the first reply I ever got from him.
0: Yeah, because a lot so, of people message, so it's very hard to get like. Right,
1: I mean, even at that time, there were probably a hundred thousand people in the yeah. Discord. So, so it said application only. I knew that Gary V was content focused. You know, content king, uh, content is queen, context is king, or whatever. So. And I, and I knew the whole document don't create philosophy. I had tried it for myself many times, but I always fell off because I got tired of stop talking about myself. So I just took Gary's content model and I applied it to, to winning this token by providing value to the friends community. Like it, it actually happened very fast. And I usually don't tell the story this way. So you, you might find it interesting, but like I'm at my computer, Gary is on the Bankless podcast. And I saw like in a flash, I like kind of have, I kind of see the future a little bit where I'm like, okay. uh, Document don't create. I should make an incredible Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok resume for myself and give as much context about the things I've done, my clowning background, my teaching background, my, my puppetry, my interests, and like make content every day about why I'm such an interesting person to be the sorcerer of scholarship. And then a fraction of a second later, I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's not valuable to anybody. Like, why, how can I build a community around like my vanity? I need to follow the, the model. I need to go 5149. How can I provide value to Gary V? Well, I can provide value to Gary V by providing value to his community, which is v Friends. And at the time, there were very few people talking about v Friends. Like I could search the V Friends hashtag and reply to every single post because there were less than a hundred of them, like in a day. And I would do that for at the beginning. And I was like, okay. And like, this all happened in a matter of like 15 seconds where I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll try. I just like, you know, gather the information and put it on Instagram. And I made an yeah. email, I made a TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and I just gave myself the simple goal of posting once a day and the reach goal of posting 64 pieces of content today, which is his, his deck. And I also, in that moment, I like envisioned, I was like, okay, what, what does this look like if I, if I pull it off? Well, if I, if, if, if I do this, well, I get Gary's attention and he, he gives me the scholarship and like, my life has changed. It wasn't worth like a hundred thousand dollars at that time, but it was the value of that experience. And like, you know, the token must be worth a couple ETH too. You know, who knows what that token's worth now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, then the alternative was, I do it well. I get Gary's attention, but he doesn't give me the scholarship. And so what I'm left with a small following and I can decide to keep it going or not. Yeah. The alternative to that is I don't get Gary's attention. I don't get anybody's attention. I make shitty content. I decide to keep going or not. And and the, the the last version is kind of what's happening now, which is I get, I, I don't get Gary's attention. I get the community's attention. The community leads to Gary's attention. I don't get the scholarship, but I become a bit of an influencer in the space. And, and I become an asset to V friends over a long period of time. And in like, in a worst case scenario, I become a character within the ecosystem that is V friends. And like, Wait, so didn't were, you get
0: to meet Gary now?
1: Yeah, now I've, I've met him four or five times now. Wow! So you did yeah. get Gary's attention. It's wild. Well, like it was, <laughs> it was the anniversary yesterday. So like on my birthday, April nineteenth, I got to sit with him for an hour and a half, thanks to the generosity of a, of a community member who had an access token. But like on my on the anniversary. Uh, I, I spoke to Andy Cranack, the president of eFriends, just like to check in. Wow. Um, because awesome. like they're they like this is partly for my consistency, but also because of the like the power of this community. Like we've we've decided to like accept me as I am to do this thing for all of us. Like it's really anybody could be in my position, but the reason it's me. Is because I did it every day since May fifth. Like because I've literally done it every level, day yeah. for a year, um, and yeah. Anyway, so that is awesome. Long story over. I I got started that day, and I didn't know that I would keep it going. Like Gary said, it was a ten day launch event, so I thought, well, I'll do it for these ten days. Then it was like, then they released the details of the application. It's going to be an essay, so it'll still, I'll do it to the 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 essay deadline on July twenty first. So then it became two months. Then it was like, well, I can't quit when the application is in because it's going to take them some months to like to yeah. put out the answer. I was like, OK, I'll do that. So then, you know, two weeks became two months, became four months, then became two DAOs. Where we went to Christie's and then the VDAO. And, you know, I didn't get the scholarship. And now we just keep going. And keep a going. year later, we're, we're 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 doing our best. 18,000
0: followers met Gary multiple times and I see it, man. I mean, you're definitely an influencer because you like somebody will like, yeah, something Tiny. it would have a basic question about like a clear token or something and somebody would reply why don't you just ask jeremy i'm like you know this stuff is like it's on funny, the website, right? but nobody wants to go on the website everybody's like why don't you just ask jeremy i'm like jeremy doesn't have all day to just sit on twitter and reply to things but i mean it's good that you're the you're the first person to think of like people don't ask gary the question they ask jeremy because jeremy knows
1: right well <laughs> um yeah and they, they would ask gary if gary was more accessible right like gary i do i really feel like he's that quite as accessible as he can be but i'm not running a billion dollar business of course, of you course. Know?
0: yeah so you're 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 like the unofficial chief of staff <laughs> yeah uh, for chief the of v staff friends. is
1: not quite right i'm the, I, I like to call myself the v friends encyclopedia encyclopedia yeah yeah i like that someday someday i'll, I'll create the vikipedia yes it'll be like <laughs> all the all the fan fan folklore non-canon canon and non-canon information about v friends Yes. So what I really like about, I mean, I
0: have a, a lot of takeaways from you, but for the people who are creating, right? So this podcast about how do we create, how do you uh, mm. get started and stuff. And what I love about your story is one is like, just like what Gary's saying, just document, don't create. Once I, Same thing with me. Once I started posting content on LinkedIn, I was very active. I'm still active on LinkedIn, but it gets overwhelming if you're trying to come up with new things every single day. So then I would stop. And then
1: mm.
0: just starting to document and be like, oh, I'm working at work, so I, I'm a, I'm data analyst, data science profession. Uh, I, I, work for, I work for Google. And I'm like, I work on interesting projects. If I have a problem or something, right, I'm not going to go into the details. Oh, this is exactly what I'm doing at work. But I'm like, hey, I have a problem with, uh, with coding today. And this is how I, I solve this problem. So just documenting that is definitely very helpful uh, for others who want to who wanna start. I think the second takeaway is for you, like you said, is just start. It's never mm-hmm. going to be perfect. And I think that's a big takeaway for me for V vFriends Series 1. I think Gary Vee could have taken all this time and just gone straight to Series 2, right? But it would have taken him an additional year. I think he wanted to get a project out there because he saw that NFTs were a thing. And I think he was like, let me start this. Let me learn. And I'm, I'm going to learn and improve as I go along. Uh, yeah. I think that's uh, another thing is because if you try to be perfect when you're starting this journey, you're never going to be fully ready. So definitely yes. just start start somewhere. I mean uh, I want I, I talked to you offline about it when I messaged you, but I check out Jeremy uh, Jeremy's podcast. Uh, what's the podcast called? It's called Jeremy knows. Jeremy knows and I, I listened to I, episode zero is Jeremy going recording a podcast and saying, I'm trying to sign up to this platform. Let's see how it works. So like you were like at that point you were like so yeah. unprepared, but you started it and now you have over like 300 episodes, which is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I think we're almost at 200. We're at like 277, 100, 200, yeah. I think. But but I should update that episode, huh? No, you
0: should cause... definitely leave it to show people like okay, just because you know you're not ready it's just once you start it, the starting something like starting a habit is the hardest thing <laughs> but yes i agree well that is very awesome how far you made so was has it been a year yeah it's been a year right since you it's started a year of
1: making content yeah i minted and my first v friend uh 360 days ago and are you happy
0: you started this journey yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> That's man nice. i'm really happy i was not in a good place when like i was doing okay but like i was not it was it was rough last year two years yeah, I mean, ago COVID like, was rough for a lot of people yeah. yeah and and like the the like the covid depression or uh lack of the uncertainty the the it hit me a little later like yeah. i ended up being more of a rock for the people around me and then it wasn't until like April of 2021 yeah April 2021 where like my work started to slow down I was like I couldn't go back to creative arts and I was like I I gotta I gotta find like a regular job because like I don't have a choice anymore
0: yeah
1: and you know it, I mean I'm privileged in that I live in New York City and I could go and look for a job and I was able to find a job and I got a job but, um, but it wasn't about like the work I was doing so much as like the lack of direction and interest in like a vision for my life. Mm -hmm. And I still don't really have like the clearest vision for my life. You know, people, people are often very surprised that I don't have a like dedicated North star, you know, I'm not looking to like I'm not looking to get a job at friends like in a in like a in like a ride or die way. Yeah. You know, like I'd love to work with that team. I'd love to learn from that team. Um, but like my goals really revolve around um being your best self. (laughs) Yeah, of course, but but more so like making enough money so that my partner can work Mm -hmm. less, you know, like. Like, you know, you, you told me, like, you, you just recently had a, a child, like, I'd like to be in a position where I could comfortably, like, raise a child in, like, the next three to five years. Right. And I don't make enough money right now to be able to do that. And so it doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter what I, what I do to do that. But, like, obviously, I want to enjoy it if possible. Right. But, you know, th- there's, there's, there's so little that can be predicted in the Web3 space that and i don't know maybe i'm just bad at setting goals i don't know it could be a little bit of no i
0: don't think so i mean that's just how you are that's how i am as well like i don't have like people like oh what do you want to where do you see yourself in five years i'm like i don't know (laughs) like yeah with my family hopefully retired but i don't know if that's gonna happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, so that's why like i don't get attached to companies every company that i work for i've enjoyed it but at the same time i'm like if tomorrow something better comes along i'll probably like switch you know because work is work uh Hmm. for me and my family's like security like you're saying and just and happiness matters so i gotta do what's best for for my family um but i think i mean gary is the same way if we're talking about the project he's like okay i'm doing this now and you know he's saying it's a forever project but who knows what's going to happen to nfts you know tomorrow the whole thing might crash ethereum you know and so you don't know you know you don't know where life is going to take you so i don't think there's anything anything wrong with that Uh, just not knowing what's going to happen. Right. I mean, this world is changing so fast with technology. You, you didn't think, you know, if somebody asked you last year and you told them like, you know, this is what you were going to be doing or two years ago, you would have never probably guessed that. So maybe sometimes it's better to just, just go along with it.
1: (laughs) Right. For sure. For sure.
0: But now you're very involved in the web three crypto world, right? So you have the VFriends fan account with 18,000 followers. You have the podcast. Uh, You also have VDAO. You founded the DAO. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk a little bit about that one? Because that's also very interesting. I mean, you know, you're getting involved from like all angles of the Web3 space.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So yeah, the story of the VDAO, um, it really came out of a... A need within the community, you know, on on multiple levels like yes there was the mutual investment need like people wanting to buy be friends not having the capital understanding if we if we all pool our money together we could do more. But there are investment laws in the States that sort Mm -hmm. of restrict you from having shared ownership of an asset. if you, if you can't provide like certain information about those people and, you know, doxing and, and anonymity is like a thing. Yeah. And, um, and well, there's, there's, there, th- that can go into a lot of tangents mm-hmm. in, in terms of like legality and such. Um, but we were actually able to, to do something of that sort at the Christie's auction.
0: Okay. So,
1: were you following when Gary sent his artwork to christies a
0: little bit not too moment? much though yeah i remember it
1: yeah so in september of 2021 uh gary had like built up a lot of excitement about an announcement and it turned out that he was sending five of the original artworks of this the friends to christies which is a you know centuries old auction house i think they established in the late 1700s oh, wow. Or early eighteen hundreds, and they are, they are respected in the art world as like you know it's 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 one of those boxes that, that yeah. an artist can check and this really signifies that like they've made it. That's problematic because like ultimately, an auction house is a marketplace, and like and I, at that time the art community like kind of really pushed back, and they were like, why are you putting this like these doodles on a pedestal? Oh
0: wow, Which I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: it shows the, the, their insecurity as well, but they, but they they make a good point that like, just because something sells in an auction house doesn't mean that it's it should be acclaimed or anything. But nonetheless, um, he made the announcement there were five lots. He sent a draft, an alpha drawing of the empathetic elephant, which became the empathy elephant. And then the other four were the actual physical art that were scanned and created into the NFTs. so it was the gratitude gorilla the diamond hands hen the you're gonna die fly and the tremendous tiger okay and so this is really cool and i was on a live stream i was sharing this with the community you know i stream on uh twitch.tv slash oh. v and i know it, i'm not affiliated with v friends but i'm holding yeah. it for them and i i told them like you know you can have this whenever you you want it but they don't uh, they don't yet have a, a staff to, to okay. facilitate content there. So when they want it, it's theirs. Um, so anyway, I was streaming and we we're just talking about this. Like, okay, this is very interesting. Not what we expected. Okay. Yada, yada. And I sent out a tweet and I said, wouldn't it be very cool if we all, I think I said, "What here's a wild idea. If we all put our money together and bid as a community, like a real six-figure bid. And, you know, when I put that out there, it, it, it really wasn't to win. It was just for the community to have a presence. Like yeah. our community was so strong, like wanted the, the Christie's community to be aware of it. Um, thanks to that tweet, and thanks to the response that it got, a lot of, a lot of interest started to pour in. Uh, a contract developer came in and was like, I will write your DAO contract for free because I like this endeavor. I hopped on a call with him. His name's Crypto Jesus. He gave me like a full like breakdown of like what this would look like. I got like a crash course in Dows. I brought that back to everybody else. We started having daily voice chats to try to figure this out. And within two weeks, we had like met with multiple lawyers and like considered tax implications and like decided not to build a DAO, but instead to use a multi-sig wallet. And You know, my biggest concern is that people, you know, we, we, we set the lowest buy-in at 0.1 ETH and my biggest concern was that people would see it and be like, you know, just start throwing ETH at a wallet, not knowing what they were getting into. So we did our own like informal KYC process. It was like, it was really impressive. We ended up opening the vault for about five days before the auction at the end of September. And we raised $400,000. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That is the power of crypto and the community. Just by yeah, just by word of mouth, really, some tweets. Um, So yeah, a lot of a lot of. Did you end up winning anything?
0: Because I know a lot of it went towards like the millions of dollars of. uh...
1: Yeah, so we actually, we actually won the second lot. The first lot we bid up about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and the second lot we won for two hundred thousand dollars. And we I, paid 2500 I'm sorry uh quarter million after fees and uh, and that is owned by what is called the VFAM DAO. at the wow. time we were the Vfam not yet a DAO, because we hadn't been gotten there yet uh, we later brought on a, a, a legal firm on retainer and and established in Wyoming and and we're working toward being a formal Wyoming Dow LLC the reason I mention all of that is because, for legality purpose for everyone to actually fractionally own that piece, it has to remain a closed network. Right. And there were people who heard about it at the last minute who weren't able to get in on that DAO process. And, and I didn't like the idea that it was a cl- closed network. I understood for legality that it needed to happen, but like my entire thesis in content is like open to everyone. Like you don't need be friend to be part of the community. Like uh-huh. you can participate here. Like, Education is free. Art is free, like open. Yeah. So uh, so some of us within the DAO, we we saw an opportunity to create a token-based project that isn't ownership of a vault, but governance. So we're basically a community of art collectors at the VDAO. We're passionate about friends. We're passionate about blue chip NFTs. We're passionate about community support, education, uh, media, and... And we provide value to our token holders the same way that most projects do. It's by, you know, providing quality information, surprise and delights and delivering on our promises. How so does like, one
0: get involved?
1: The VDAO uh, is still minting. Yeah. We, we, we have a little more than 25% of our collection minted. We have a really strong community at like 900 holders. It's .05 ETH. It's E D A O dot I-O. V-DAO dot I-O. I should say... And I'm going to say this every time I mention the name. It's somebody, somebody airdropped a scam ERC20 token called VDAO. It's V-DAO. Mm. Um, I think it is also .io. So just be aware. If you see a website that's like about gambling and Vcoin, that's not us. It's okay. veeda .io. And you can mint there or you can buy on OpenSea. It's all the same. Um, one token, one vote. The, the benefit of minting is like you get the fun of like maybe pulling a rare. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, and we're, we're doing these, these AMAs, which I'm really enjoying. Like yesterday, we got to interview Tyler Hobbs from Fidenza. Tonight, we're interviewing uh, Dustin from Team Gary V. Oh, wow. And, about like his day to day with Gary and what it's like um uh on monday we're interviewing uh gary no 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 monday monday is i'm getting confused now i think monday is julie pacino al pacino's daughter um and she's got a bunch of projects and things that she's working on on her own shouldn't minimize her her impact by by saying that Uh, but just for context uh tuesday we're interviewing gary Thursday, we're interviewing Avery Kennedy from the president of NFT. So, like, we get good people. And, like, that provides a lot of value to folks and gives them a little bit of access. For, so for that, the, like, are,
0: are, are they the only ones who can see the videos? Or they, they can, they're they the only ones who can ask the questions, but then the videos are going to be on, like, another platform like YouTube or something? Or?
1: Yeah, so for most of them, they're public. They're on Twitter spaces. For the Gary V event, it is holders only. And we're actually, we actually have 20 minutes with him. So we're going to be giving away one minute to five people. Okay. uh, To holders. Um, Yeah.
0: That is awesome, man. I mean, very interesting story. You went from like teaching and like in the art school. Now you're like a super technical person that did you. Uh, well, not super, but you were like, I know, like, even uh, I know, I remember one of your tweets. You're like, I had to do my taxes and I had to tell my accountant, like, how to do these taxes and stuff. For, yeah. For NFTs, yeah. Which I know a lot of people in the community, but it's pretty crazy where it's come to, like, you know, you have to teach accountants and you, you're you starting a DAO and now you know all this legal stuff. I mean, mm. you'll be surprised, like, in longer term that people pay a lot of money for starting a DAO, you know, like, or how to start a DAO, you know, so that education, that knowledge is definitely is worth something. Not that you should monetize it, right? Just because you know something, you don't have to monetize it, but I'm just saying the perspective of the doors that have opened is just awesome. And it's all just because you, because you got started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That
0: would be, uh, that is great. So I, I am part of the VDAO Discord, but I wasn't very familiar with like kind of what the DAO does, but I'm very intrigued. I uh, would definitely love to be a part of it because I'm very active in the in the VFriends uh, Discord and on Twitter and stuff. Uh, so it definitely would be uh, great to meet more people. But also now with VCon coming up, I mean, uh, we all you're going to VCon, right?
1: oh yeah of should course
0: be, should be a should be a good time so i know yeah, I we're can't wait. Uh, running up on our hour do you have to go soon i know uh
1: no no you're good I, i'm just i'm just coordinating the next thing you're good go ahead yeah. we got some time okay we're, wow, we're only we're only like eight minutes from the hour anyway so like let's okay. do it um what else
0: so we're talking about that um what can you give some advice for our listeners about like what they can do kind of, if somebody wants to get involved in V3, in, not in V friends, in Web3, I met. And like, maybe they don't have um, enough money to like buy an expensive blue chip NFT. But I know what, what are some ways that people could get involved?
1: They, you know, it's free to participate, you know, um, I understand that like participating in like the financial appreciation is the most alluring thing. It's probably why most people are coming to web three. It's why I did really. Um, But you don't need to own an NFT to be part of a community or to follow their events or do this or that thing. Like, especially if you find a project you're actually into Um, and it's okay if that's our, it's an existing project, you know, yeah. it's something a little more established or something new that's just about to launch. Be careful. If you're getting into something that's just about to launch that like, there's no language of like, this is going to three your money really fast. Or if, if the, the founders are anonymous and they're making a lot of promises, if they have a high mint price, you know, there are some red flags and, and you should do 50 to hundred hours of homework to understand some of the cycles that go on with new projects, but you know, V, v friends is is a is a great example. Um, but I'm trying to think of like a smaller community, like um, uh, um, like uh, like Gutter Cat Gang. Gutter Gutter Cat Gang is not is not a small community by any means, but that's a project where they have multiple entry points you can get you can get into guttercat gang for 0.2 eth right now okay you don't need to hold the token but if you do it definitely changes the way that you feel i, I get that but like you can go into their discord you can you can go into the guttercat gang spaces which are hosted by you know people who are holders not really the guttercat gang itself and just express that you're like interested in the project like you've read the website You've seen the roadmap for the metaverse they're building. You've seen the the new clones that they launched. And you're interested in getting to know the community. And it's completely free to do that. Like, it costs time. I get it. But, like, I think, you know, I, I was able to really make a place for myself in the community by creating content and providing value to people. And if, if that's interesting to you, then by all means, you can do that because I guarantee you people in the ape community, in the gutter cat community, in the cool cats community, in whatever, you know, root troop, like whatever's coming up next, they're going to love having another place to like verify information. You know, even if you just took the, the announcements channel of a project and tweeted it and added a little commentary, that goes a long way. But I mentioned all that because like participation is a very underrated activity. You don't have to be making content to just participate, Um, get educated, and then take action toward the thing that is interesting to you. You may decide you don't want to be a collector. You want to be a creator. You may decide you don't want to be a creator. You want to be a coder.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Uh, so I, I think you have to really like pick a project, get into it, try to get deep, make some connections within that project. And it's okay to say, hey, I'm new to this. I'm trying to make some connections. Where, where's the best place to connect? Like nobody's going to uh, fault you for being honest. And then from there, you can learn how many different roles there are in a given project from moderators to managers, to PR, social media, founders, you know, artists. There's so much. So get a sense of that and then figure out where you want to where you want to find yourself and if, if you find yourself just wanting to be a collector then you'll need to get some money
0: that's awesome man that's awesome i think that's great advice because yeah for a longest time I'll, so at one point i didn't have i didn't have a v friend so when the beginning was i was following it but i got overwhelmed by the dutch auction and like the whole thing with the treat i'm like okay and i, can, I cannot afford this so i'll just watch it from afar and then i was like wait i'm not part of this community so i probably can participate at one point i didn't even know that you can join the discord for v friends without owning an actual v friend you know i was like at that point and so i kind of stayed out i'm like okay i'll come back when i can afford this but then afterwards once the book games came out i ended up buying a bunch of book games and getting into the community i bought like a 100 eight books I think I still have like a hundred left I've been giving out so if somebody that's watching this needs a book (laughs) let me know and I'll I'll, I'll send it I'll send it your way um but definitely is that kind of like you know start slow and right now I mean obviously like do what's best for you financially but the prices are back to kind of they're lower than when the book games came out so if somebody is in the reference community and wants to get involved uh now is kind of that great time and i think the the one thing that i try to convey to my friends they're like why so i have i have the oak monster and they're like why i love that character i love it too and it's a big character i think so and gary was very surprised that it was on the uh, floor price for vf2 yesterday but when people see look at my vf1 they're like this is what you paid money for like is the art i'm like first of all i like the art second if you don't and what you mentioned before is this is, you're owning a piece of Gary V's business, you know, you have to look Ooh. at it as an image. If Gary V came to me and be like, hey, Antonio, do you want to give me like X amount of money and you can be a, like a, my business partner in a way? I'm like, take it, take it all, <laughs> you know, like I trust you. I mean, right. but that's me personally. Um, so I think that's the one thing people need to wrap around uh, their head around, like when it comes to like NFTs and, and stuff. But also, like like you said, if you can't afford it, maybe just get involved and just help out on there and post on stuff. And there's a bunch of people giving stuff away for free, like free v- VCON tickets. If you 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 know you provide some value to the community, or mm-hmm. you know you can get dropped some book game tokens. I mean, why not? I mean, so there's definitely uh, a lot of uh, a lot of room to 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 get involved. So
1: yeah, there's plenty of opportunity if you're willing to just ask for it.
0: Yeah. So does it ever get overwhelming for you creating all this content? And have you ever had to, like, if you don't want to go into it, but like, do you ever have to go, like, okay, I'm shutting Twitter off for a day and I'm going to come back to it? Because I know for me with content creation, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is so many things are happening. I can't keep up with everything. I need to, like, take the weekend off or something.
1: Yeah. I could probably stand to take uh, a break a little more often. It doesn't, it hasn't yet gotten there. That's good. Um, I feel very much like I'm driving the ship Mm -hmm. and I, I don't actually feel obligated to do what I'm doing. Like that. I, I, as more and more people are relying on me to like digest that information, I feel a pressure Mm -hmm. to deliver for them, but I don't feel obligated. You know, like I have done a lot of helpful and, I've done a lot of helpful and generous things that nobody needs to know about. Yeah. But like, I I also get a lot of requests of people who are just straight up like asking me for money or asking me for my time. And, and it's, it's hard to like put up uh, to, to, to pinpoint what about a message tells me you feel entitled to my time versus you're asking from a place of just Actually. compassion, yeah. but, but I can feel it. And so there have been many times where, um, where I can tell someone's entitled to my time. And so I give them the short answer. And there have been other times where like somebody asked me a very like surface level question. They, they usually will say like, Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know you're very busy. I really appreciate your time. And like, I don't need to be pampered, but like that just shows me like the kind of like intention that they're coming with. And I will go out of my way to like walk them through step-by-step step something. So they're taken yeah. care of. And, and like scaling that is impossible, but I can do it at the, at the, at the level I'm at. And, um, and so I like doing that. I like helping people. Yeah. And if it, if it ever gets overwhelming, I, I have the benefit of having a very loving partner who trusts me to do this. Like, I think people underestimate. It's, it's fun because, like, you're, you're right. This podcast is going to be an incredible moment for posterity, for better or for worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if NFTs go to shit, then then it'll still be great for posterity. But, like, yeah. I just took a look. Uh, V friends are at nine and a half ETH and there's a, there's a, a lava happy hermit crab for 19 spectacular. Spectaculars are selling at 20. There's a swaggy sea lion at 21, which makes no sense. And, and it's not that there's not interest in it. It's that there's no liquidity for it. But the, the reason I say all that beyond getting like that market price in the podcast is, um, it will it will be good for people who are fans of mine, and who become fans of our community over time, to know that none of this is possible without my partner Haley. Like not even not not even a tenth of this is possible. Well, we're and, gonna
0: make sure she watches this episode so she can hear this. <laughs> I
1: tell her all the time. It's yeah. she knows. Like it's like I I mean it very sincerely, and like I thank her daily because she um can you 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 can imagine like i go f- one from from one day to the next having not a clue what an nft is to suddenly i'm feverishly feverishly making content yeah. because like in the early days it was like more 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 yeah. now it's a little more like it's a little more like benchmarks. It's like reply to as much as I can on Twitter, do a Twitter spaces, record a podcast, try to post on Instagram. And I still haven't even worked in TikTok and there's seven other things I'd love to do. But like the quantity of my content has actually fallen off tremendously. But the directed nature of like answering questions and making sure I get back to people is still kept up. And I think that's why people feel like the quality is kind of on a slow incline, even though the reality is the quality has been on a slow down decline um not to be overly critical i just like 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 objectively if you look at the amount of the quality and quantity of content i was putting out pre-september versus post-september it's not even close like i could be doing way better but it comes back to what i'm saying is that's what i'm comfortable with right now i'm having to adjust i'm having to like I've gone full full time into NFTs. Like I've had to, I've had to flip NFTs to pay make my living, which sucks. You know, like for other people, I'm sure it's really great. For me, it totally sucks because I I like I like the things I'm holding. I never want to sell them. Um, Which which is why I'm releasing an NFT to try to allow the community to pay me a salary, and we'll see what they what they land on. Um, Anyway, all of that to say. yes, I like what I'm doing. No, it's yeah. not overwhelming. I get actually very recharged by helping people. And if it ever becomes overwhelming, I can just stop, you know? Oh, yeah,
0: that's a good position to be in. And I mean, I like the thing, what you you have, you're doing good. You you started kind of like as a hobby. There's nothing wrong with monetizing that and making sure like, well, I'm bringing value to you. And you're not forcing anybody to pay you, right? Like my content, most of my content is going to be free. But if you want to help me out, and I provide value to you, then uh, you can tip me. I know, or you can buy this buy this NFT, and I will yes. continue continue doing that. And that's the thing I've always like. And a lot of the people I've talked to on uh, is you you build out content for free, and then when when it you've been giving out so much value for free, then when it does come, you need something, and you need to get paid or something. It feels awkward at first. You're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll charge. I, I have a good friend of mine who he's always giving out content away. like data science content on, um, on what's it called on LinkedIn. And then mm. people told him that he wanted to. He got to a point where he wanted to do consulting, but he felt so bad he would charge him basically nothing. I'm like, okay, other people are charging like. 3 400 dollars an hour which you could be getting too but you're doing it for $50 an hour like you have to you know like get over that you know like you've done you've done your part you're you're still doing your part but there's nothing uh nothing wrong with um, you know monetizing some of it cuz we are all here to, to make a living you know as you know but that's a I think that's a good way so I want to end this podcast with a little lightning round fun questions I can ask you so you can like give me the quick answer and oh boy you know, can go from there yeah so uh let's see um so i was honestly i was i want to test this out because i'm thinking about at, at vcon i'm trying to meet all, a, as many people as i can right that's what we're going to be there for yeah um and i was thinking about like maybe I, w- I was honestly thinking about standing in front of the stadium and just as people walk by just ask them some questions like a little like fun thing that's that, cool
1: um <laughs> yeah, like how do you, how are you gonna do your your recording on the go? Do you have like a?
0: Uh... Honestly, I just I could just do it with my phone and just get a nice light or something. I was thinking about it. Like, yeah, okay, stuff. yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But, yeah. I was thinking about bringing like a like a a legit microphone. Like, I have a yeah, I have a boom mic with a little handheld recorder. So it's kind of like it kind of feels like a like a news anchor mic. Yeah, it's a little unruly, but but it's the kind of thing where like. It feels good to have it. You know, it's like, I'm telling my story. Okay, Anyway, (laughs) go on. on. There's so much I have to figure out for VCon. In fact, that's like my main, in addition to three other things that are top of mind today, like my main priority is ordering stickers. Like I've been trying to like, I've been trying to make something to like hand out to people. And I I just totally just got distracted from it. I know and so, it's coming around it's the corner me it's air. like two weeks That's from
0: now we're gonna be in Minneapolis and
1: it's gonna be crazy you know, I know
0: I'm like what am I gonna like I need some cool shirts like, what am I, I gonna wear can I print an oak monster on here like you, know. you can
1: you can you just can't sell it
0: can't sell it yeah
1: yeah so like for, you're you're aware of the intellectual property situation like yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm aware of that and honestly I'm okay with that because a lot of I know this is like going beyond like what we were talking about but like board ape and some other give you ip uh access you know you can do whatever you want with it With V friend, yeah. don't and i'm totally okay with that like let gary run his business i'm gonna here be enjoying the community you know um and just doing my thing but yeah I, I, I love me my paper hands pony mm-hmm. i don't know it's not a. I know it's not a v friend but the paper hands pony for some reason just like my favorite such uh, a great
1: character yeah honestly you know everyone's really unsure this this is you know, we have the word alpha in the space. So like yeah. for anybody who's like not in the Web3 space, if you hear the word alpha, it is one of the most bastardized words there has ever been. Like it originally emerged to mean like basically insider info. It's like alpha is like either by speculation or by confirmation, some information that can provide a leg up. You know, like if you knew that uh, Yuga Labs was going to acquire punks, then it was alpha to know that. And it may or may not be in your best interest to like buy me bits or whatever, or buy punks. Uh, or
0: some call it insider trading, but you can call it up. You well, call it up.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, but it's not, but yeah, but there's a difference between insider info right. and insider trading, right? Like, beyond the fact that we don't have regulation for insider trading in the mm-hmm. space, which eventually will come up and is definitely an issue, like, like. I can get alpha, quote unquote, insider info from just watching what Gary says. Like, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. He had been pumping up patient lava uh, in book games. He had like come in with like really fiery that one day and was like, if you're patient with your fire, you'll get what you desire. He linked to patient lava. There was a run on the token. It moved from like 0.3 up to like one ETH and back down. And then, it was around half an ETH and for weeks, for weeks, we were speculating like, what does it mean that Patient lava lets you burn first? Does it need to be in your frame set? Um, yeah. Is it, is it a power up to burn? Like, do you, how does it let you cut the line and which one do you need? Does it have like all of these things? And then the, we didn't know it was coming. But they were just about to release the exact burn requirements for the new 15 characters for Series 2. And for everybody not following along, Book Games is a deflationary collection where you can burn assets for other assets. And so there's these new 15 characters in Series 2. The only way to get them was to burn Book Games, but we didn't know which ones or how many. And they were just about to release it. And the day that that was happening, Gary was in the Discord, and he said, he was asked about Patient Lava, and somebody said, I only have one. And he said, it won't be enough. And I was of the opinion that it was going to be part of your set. Like, Me if you too. had the one Patient Lava, that there would be, like, a, a secondary rarity requirement. In addition to the matching frames, one yep. patient's Lava, and you get priority.
0: That's what I thought. So I had Galaxy Frames and then I ended up buying a Galaxy Patience Lava. And I had Rainbow Frames. I ended up buying a Rainbow Patience
1: Lava. <laughs> Same. I went out. I, I had a Rainbow Patience Lava from Mint. But I, I bought a, a Gold Patience Lava because I had the most of them in Gold Frames. Yeah. But then he said that in the Discord. And um, it must have been clear that they were. I think he had already said they were going to release it soon. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. And I ran to my computer and I listed my rainbow patients lava. Uh, I could have listed my gold too, but I listed my rainbow patients lava at over an East, well above the rainbow floor, but but below the rainbow patients lava floor. And, you know, I'm sorry to have created a bag holder there, yeah. Because somebody bought that before seeing mm. the announcement that like one wasn't enough, way overpaid for my patient's lava, and I rolled that into a regular rainbow frame and and a second token, right. and it was and it was a big win for me. But that uh, that's a perfect example because like that's not insider trading. That's not insider trading. But it but it but it takes like, but it is nuanced knowledge, right? So you have it to is pay that attention, it, yeah it is so 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 when people say alpha they want to they want to mean like valuable information but really it just means information at right. this point because it gets thrown around somewhere like what's the alpha on that like do you have any alpha on this 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 like they're looking for the thing to make them money but it's now become interchangeable with information that yeah, was yeah, really the
0: alpha on oak monster and it, it would be like somebody would link a thing to gary Vee saying something like
1: in wine library. Wow, TV I like Oak
0: Monster. Like, okay, that's not Alpha, you know? <laughs> like, it's nothing. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's ironic. I, I said all that about Alpha because I had some Alpha to offer, and I got so far away from it that I forgot what it was. Okay. It was it was a let's brand hear, new thought. I, 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 well, I, I, I'm I'm not sure it. I'll remember it now. We were talking <laughs> about I like it. Like, it was it was literally brand, brand new. I was just putting it together. It was. It wasn't about book games. I don't we're think we're talking about
0: VCon before. Oh.
1: We're talking about VCon. Yeah, it, I think it was about VCon. Or, well, here's a little VCon alpha. Come to the Thursday night pre-party and get a t- get a photo with Gary B because he's going to have a selfie line. He's going to be taking I... pictures with as many people as possible at the Commons at five p.m. and five to 10 and get that out of the way first that way yeah. it's already he's already checked off your list there's also um some community events the VDAO is having an event after that at 10 p.m and then uh and 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 before that is another event community event i don't know the name of it but it's at like a castle mansion type of situation
0: i saw somebody posted on twitter something about it yeah so i i didn't know about the gary v like the the he's gonna take pictures of people so that would be awesome
1: yeah well his goal is to meet every single person but there's a lot of people and so they're front loading that event with with his photos oh that's too bad i thought i thought the alpha was pretty good but i i can't remember what it was now it was actually alpha like it was like it's not financial advice it's not confirmed but it might be it might be a thing
0: something around the paper
1: hands pony because if you know something around that it is it is the paper hands pony all right it, I, the, the, what i was going to say and look this is this is the kind of alpha that is like it's not confirmed
0: yeah
1: and and it could go either way but a lot of people are bearish on d friends right now. a lot of people um long-term are bullish but but very few people are getting are putting their eth into v friends think that they could flip it in the short term Mm -hmm. because this is just a long process of developing ip and media and comics and movies and all the rest and book games is about ready to fall because the only thing sustaining it right now is the new character burn and gary v mega fans Mm -hmm. who are like book games are forever it doesn't matter if these become worthless because eventually they'll be better yeah So after the new character burn on May 31st, it's it's highly expected that they'll fall even farther, which is kind of amazing because that'll be an all-time low for for book games. However, I will say, if there's going to be a divergence in valuation, it's the paper hands pony. I would say even more so than the koala, where I think we could see we could see, I don't know where that liquidity comes from, but we could see book games continue to trend down overall, but post VCon that the paper hands pony trends up. And that could be from something Gary says at VCon, it could just be the timing of things. But I I just have this feeling like, if you're looking to get a paper hands pony under three, you might might be better off doing it before VCon. So like I said, it's not confirmed, I don't know anything could happen but i just feel like i feel like they're 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 bottoming out pretty soon
0: yeah i don't know when the thing is gonna go because i was like i, I w- if i had some liquidity i want to buy the paper hands pony because right now if i if i sell so i have 10 pearl frames that i was i want to go for two of the devil nice that's a 40 percent chance assuming i'll enter i don't know what the percentages are of the people who are eligible so far who are entering into stuff but if i sell all of those mm-hmm. that's Sell them at 0.5. That's what is it? Ten uh, half That's five eight. beef. So then I can I can buy like one paper hands pony, maybe one koala. Is that better than two devils? I'm not sure uh, because mm. Gary V did say that the red devil is one of the car- new characters who could be up there with the VF ones. Um, so I don't want to. Yeah, that, which so.
1: doesn't make any sense to me. Right Italy. now it's very
0: tough because the new characters are going for very cheap the competitive clown was at like 1.9 or something low like that for a new character i thought this yeah but
1: that's still more than double the floor
0: yeah so i'm at a very tough position because i love my paper hands pony i'm like and you know what it is when you have one of them let's say gary tomorrow announces something paper hands pony goes to like 20 ETH. i cannot sell it or you know because you only have one you know you don't want to be left so if you have if i have at least like if i have three or four you know, I could always take some money out if I need to. And like, kind of like that. So that's kind of where I want to be. I think that's the one lesson I learned uh, about. I will say,
1: I think the paper hands pony is a little simpler than it seems. I think it's just, I think, I don't know what comes of it, but I just think the longer you hold it, the better it is.
0: Paper hands will pony up. I don't know. People are speculating. At one point it was very funny because people are like, there's going to be these horse games and you're going to have to race your pony or something. I'm like, I don't think that one's it, but I like the theory because people are always like guessing what it's going to be.
1: And you know, I do think the paper hands pony is a V friend. Uh, even so. though it's a book oh. game's character, I think it's still a V friend.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But we don't know like what the, I guess the like tiny ogre, I think people are right. Something about like going back to 2011 or 20, whatever was the mint date. And you're going to get something. The Koala 2025, if you're able to, like the, key, the keynote or maybe gary's 50th birthday party or something but the paper yeah. hands pony is like i think the one that it's very like vague on what people it's throwing like
1: people thinking. off yeah
0: yeah but <laughs> it's very interesting man i'm i'm definitely long term. i'm that if the paper hands pony falls to like half an each i'm not selling and i'm buying like all of the ones that i can and the whole awesome thing. so um, that's awesome so let's let's do your lightning, lightning round,
1: round. round. yeah lightning
0: round all right <laughs> So do this quickly. Let's see. How long should we do this for? We're going to do, um, I'm going to test this out because this is going to be my practice round. So I'm going to set 55 seconds because everything with fives Gary V legs. And I'll ask you, I'll ask you questions unless I, I run out of them. All right. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. What's your favorite V friend that you own? The hard trooper. What's your favorite V-friend that you don't own?
1: The Forever Phoenix. Uh,
0: if you could be friends with one V-friend, which one would you be friends with?
1: Mm, uh, the the Entrepreneur Elf.
0: Oh, wait, where am I thinking? V-friends too or book game tokens? Book games. Um, favorite frame? Rainbow. Favorite Broadway show.
1: Favorite Broadway show. Yes. Um. The uh, what was it called? The inheritance.
0: Inheritance. Never heard of that one. Uh, Koala twenty twenty five or Paper Hands Pony.
1: Paper Hands Pony.
0: And if you could be uh, one V friend for a day, which one would you be? <laughs> <laughs>
1: if i could be one v friend for a day i would be the sorcerer scholarship
0: i like that awesome so that was a little bit more than 55 seconds but that was the last question when i asked you was the 55 second mark so that is nice that is awesome uh, if i could be one v friend i will be the blobfish i just think that one is so cool
1: <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing That that's gonna be a meme someday for sure
0: yes <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time, Jeremy. Uh, I definitely learned a lot. Uh, I know other people are going to love to hear your story because we get to see your heart trooper and you help everybody so much. Uh, I really appreciate it because you're I, you're the one who, when I, I posted about, I was deciding which of my first friends to buy. And I was going between the Oak Monster and there was one more. I don't remember which one it was. Was it the Peacock or something? I think it was the Peacock and uh when i asked i think you said uh you told me to look back onto 2015 and look at the gary v's wine show and he talks about the oak monster in there and i just fell in love with it i'm like all right Mm. i'm going with the oak monster and i'm very happy with my thing and uh you guys always drop some good stuff like you said you dropped the alpha and i've been able to do some good book game moves so i really appreciate you i know everybody in the community appreciates you um so i i was really excited when you said okay let's do this so thank you for coming to the show
1: it's been my pleasure right. yeah i can't wait to i can't wait to uh, listen back to it in a few years
0: yes in 20 years we're gonna talk about the paper hands pony and how much <laughs> what it, what it is if we guessed it or not so. mm-hmm. thank you jeremy